All right, then we are recording. Um, no, I'm not doing. I'm not doing too bad. I did wake up. I'll warn you. I did wake up with that slightly sore, phlegmy-ish throat. So I've had like four or five cups of water. This is my second cup of sweet green oolong. Um, so you might have to cover a restroom break. Sounds good. Possibly. How are you? I, I'm doing really well. Uh, I have, this is day two of no coffee. Okay. Uh, and I took my, my like ADD medication yesterday for like okay. the first time in like he, almost a year, probably a year and a half. Wow. And so I had a headache with that. And then the headache <laughs> handed off to my, my lack of caffeine headache, which is now, oh. I thought, I thought at like midnight last night, it was going to be like all that it could be, but it's peaking yeah. like right now. So oh, holy crap. Yeah, no, it's good. It, but it definitely, it's definitely showing like, Hey, who's an addict. Oh yeah. <laughs> why have you, why haven't you been taking it? Uh, I don't, I really, I really struggle with the idea of the pill, the medication itself. Uh, within the idea of like changing the chemistry of your brain intentionally. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time I've been in a, like, this is quarantine. This is a really tough spot. And when I'm not taking the pill, a lot of my life becomes defined by seeking out ways of getting dopamine, right. Seeking mm. out stimulants yeah, or stimulus. And so like a lot of my like subconscious or just like continuing brain thing, is mm-hmm. full of a lot of quick fire stuff. And so like mm-hmm. my thoughts aren't very long winded and um, instead it's, it jumps around and tries to find a place where I can like kind of get some happiness from because ADD is a lack of dopamine production. Right. So, yeah. yeah so I think I've been in this season long enough and I'm just going to go back on it. It's, mm-hmm. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's prescribed. It's all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'll yeah. give it another fair shot, and we'll see. My counselor thinks it could be like an everyday thing for me, and I, I, I don't want that. But really, yeah, yeah. Wow, just... I could see. I could see why that would be. Because are you even supposed to be taking it every day? Is that how that yeah. works? Yeah. Or... No, I'm okay. prescribed for it every day. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not bad if I do it every like once a week or whenever. Mm-hmm. It's not a. To my understanding, it's not uh, like a, a cumulative. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, there you go. Well, see, I'm on the I'm on the other boat. I have not. I haven't been drinking coffee mm. in so long. I think I had coffee um, Tuesday. For the first time in, gosh, I don't even know how long. I don't know. I have been on tea. Mm. I don't know. I've been waking up feeling tea. I think it's because I have so many different kinds of teas that it's a lot easier to be like, this is a, um, this is like an apricot black morning or an Irish breakfast or a mm. lapsang or, you know, one of those. I, I have so, I think, well, let me think here. Six, seven. I have like nine teas that are like my teas. And so 
Yeah, I've just been waking up and feeling tea in the morning. That's been nice. And it's it's less work than making coffee. Um, yeah. So that might be part of it, but I don't know. Yeah, just been on a tea kick. I miss coffee, though. But it's not. Coffee is nice alone, but it's not as nice alone mm-hmm. for me. Like I, I miss, I miss in the summer when you you would come over and we would do the mocha pot. Like that was really nice. I love sharing tea or coffee, but mm-hmm. I guess you can do tea in a pot. That's really nice too. But there's yeah. something about sharing coffee is, oh, I don't know. Have you gotten into like temperature based, uh, like water prep yet for tea? No, I haven't done that. Even though my kettle has a a thermometer in it. Whoa. No, but I haven't. Um, I will do some teas, not at its main high range or anything like that. But I also know that, I mean, for the most part, all my teas that aren't Benjamin teas are black teas. So I am brewing them. If I'm, if I'm correct, I am brewing them at the correct temperature. And then Benjamin sets up his teas to be brewed at that temperature as well. So it's not and outside of that, for the most part, the teas I have of his are herbal teas. Yeah. Um, I guess I do have some like the sweet green oolong and I have, no, that might be the only one that isn't a black or an herbal. So again, but no, I've thought about it. I just haven't put the time in. I haven't been oh, yeah, putting yeah. the time in to do, mm-hmm. to look into a lot of the stuff that That's I've been looking yeah. into. What? It's a season of not putting the time in. I know, right? It's really bad. It's really bad. I, I've i enjoyed, I'm putting my time into other things, you know? Yeah. And I, um, like, I, I just make my tea and then, I, but I get to sit down and read my newspaper for like, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And that's been really nice to do in the morning and then to have some kind of idea of some things that are the general things that are going on. Mm -hmm. That's been nice, but not being bombarded with it over a phone where it's constantly dinging or, or adding new things, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Everything's crazy though. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Well, now, now that now that the um, now that the impeachment hearing's done, it's all like fluff stuff. Not all, but <laughs> you're like, well, right now it's actually, yeah, it's a lot of it's like this uh, the stuff that's going on in Texas. No clue. Um, because well, so it's like they got snow in in record oh, yeah. lows, and so their pipes have been bursting, and mm-hmm. they have no power. Uh, insane amounts of people have no power and people are like dying in their homes from carbon monoxide poisoning because they have no electricity and homeless people are dying on the side of the road. And, you know, because it's, they're just, they're not made for this. And it's been a, I don't remember how long it's been thus far, but yeah, they haven't, they don't have a lot of people don't have power and don't have water now because the pipes have bursted. So they're like melting snow to drink water. That's so cool. Holy cow. I mean, it's a problem, but like, that's amazing. Come on. Come I get what you mean. Be sick with me. <laughs> like, well, it's about as sick as COVID. Yeah, COVID <laughs> Where sucks, you're like, like, yeah, that's wild that people are like, yeah, 
I just love that we're like backstepping. Yeah, I love I love I love when we do that. I just <laughs> I love when we go back. Like time. when there's when yeah. there's no option to it and we yeah. do it, I love that. Like right the people who I mean the people who survive <laughs> are going to have a story forever in this shit. That's exactly was my mindset walking yeah. into COVID. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is going to be fun to tell my kids or my grandkids I, or whatever. If I live, I can tell my, my, yeah, my grandchildren. If I die, I'm not going to be complaining anymore. If, if, yeah. If I die, someone else will tell my grandkids about me. So <laughs> it's kind of like a win-win and that can be even better. You think you'll have grandkids if you die right now? Oh, not me, but you know, someone else maybe. <laughs> I wasn't talking about myself. <laughs> you mean you said someone else will tell my grandkids, and I was like, "Oh, oh I said my." Go. Well, I I was talking general. Where my your the royal children? my. Uh-huh. <laughs> my my secret children. I store them in the in the garage. Mm. Oh, yeah, under the uh, summer equipment. Because oh yeah, you I usually I pull out they the summer equipment and it. then I use yeah yeah. Mm. That's why. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I have to tell you about my dream. <laughs> no, no, I think I think you'll love this. So, so I'm in this. Okay, it's this city, but it's <laughs> underground, kind city? of like, but it's not. You ever been to the Museum of Science and Industry? No. Wait. No. Yes. Yes. I yes. Have. have you ever been in the part where it's like an old school street? And so it, they've got all the shops and stuff, but you do, yeah. you have this roof over you the and there's car, a very specific feeling of that. And so it kind of felt like that, like there was, everything was roofed. Mm-hmm. There was no outside, you know, and you were walking mm-hmm. around. So anyway, um, I met Martin Short there. You yeah. would hang out um, there. Yeah. I would, yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, he invited me and this guy I knew and some other people to come to his, like his home. He has, apparently all these amazing things in this winery. He wants to show off his place. Okay. So the other guy was like, I hate it. Why did you, you know, let him talk you into this? It's just, he just gets all, everything's all fancy and he just wants to show everything off. And I was like, I'm interested in Martin Short's home. Underground uh, home. Yeah. <laughs> underground home. So, okay. So I, I, you know, I, whenever the day comes, I don't know, you know, how time works mm-hmm. in the dream. And so I, I put, I, <laughs> I get on, like, put on one of my best suits, right? And I go, one of my nicest suits, and I go and I, I show up and the other guy's sitting there and he already looks like completely done. And I come in and I say, hi to Martin. And, um, and I take off my coat and he, and he goes, he goes, oh, well, I see we dressed casual today. <laughs> and I was like, ow. That's such okay. a Martin, that's such a Martin short quote though. And like you just, don't know, I know you don't know if he means it as a like, wow, you really dressed up, or a genuine like fuck you. <laughs> I know it was one of those two. So I was like, wow, okay. This is off to a perfect not a good start. <laughs> or a perfect start, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm carrying this slight hurt and resentment from Martin as he shows us in. So I did, I entered the ground floor in the underground city. So he takes us through, I think the other guy like 
ran off at some point, but he's taking me through all these different things. And it's very, it's very industrial. A lot of it, it kind of looks like an old factory is a lot of what he's taking me through. Not a lot of it is like in current full use. And he has like a wine cellar and all these different things and lots of storage. And he takes, you know, multiple, we go through multiple um, industrial elevators, Mm -hmm. one of which we both had to like crouch down to be in that's such a martin short (laughs) which i i i don't know how old how how tall martin short is i believe he's around my height if he's shorter than me lord help him but i that just shows you how small that elevator was and Mm -hmm. he's like he's carrying a champagne glass this whole time and he's like talking and you know showing me all Mm -hmm. the different things and so we we make our way up and we finally get to the top and it opens up into this into this huge thing. It's the first time we've seen windows, right? And, and you look out the window and we're, I don't know, skyscraper, you know, height mm-hmm. all the way up there, looking down onto these vast um, green hills and trees and stuff. And and um, and he has like these two rooms that are similar but different. And like one is his lounging area. So it's got like a fireplace and it's a little bit darker and it's got some of that stuff. And the other one's more bright. And this is like his tea room or whatever and big areas anyway. So he's showing me this. This is the top floor. This is his main thing. And um, and then we find out there's an attack on his building. So we have to grab um, clubs and fight apparently hundreds of people <laughs> that are storming his home. Um, and after like the fifth battle, I woke up. So wow. yeah, yeah, it was a roller coaster, but Martin was also really intense. He was like a leaper in the battle. Like he leaped up to this. Some of these people yeah. were giant and he would like leap up and just club them in the face yeah. and, and would jump from person to person. He was like Yoda in, um, yeah, so that was that was really intense to see too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I, I... that's just like post-apocalyptic <laughs> Gatsby. Is that no? I like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, you post-apocalyptic. In, he shows you everything. It's like wow, like all of this is blah blah blah, and then you know the post-apocalyptic. <laughs> that's what. That's a wild dream. It was fun. I woke up and I was just like, Martin Short. What? You could I, I was really just, worried I would forget about it. You could just cut out Martin Short and write that and that would be a successful short. I've story. thought about that. I did think about that. I was like, I could make that a story. And that would be, that would be helpful to cope with the images I saw. <laughs> being insulted by Martin Short and, uh-huh. and everything I went through to protect his home. Yeah. Yeah. Tolkien had World War One. You had <laughs> that dream. Battle of Martin Short. <laughs> we all needed to process something. The short battle of Martin Short. <laughs> yeah. So I thought you'd find that interesting. I did. I like that a lot. <laughs> I, I like the idea that like the second dream has Chevy Chase instead. And it's just way... <laughs> way more aggressive he's just he's just an asshole the yeah. whole time and then steve martin come, you're right like that's my... steve martin comes in and it's like hey jeffy just like hey calm it down right yeah we're just being we're, we're all friends <laughs> let me play the banjo to soothe things out 
That's right. There's two yeah. Steve Martins at all times in my head. The okay, first yeah. is right the comedian who's maybe a little bit too aggressive sexually in his yeah. jokes. Mm-hmm. A man of his time. Yeah. Um, not an excuse, but but a statement. Uh, and then the second is very docile, <laughs> very calm, with very, his fedora. Yeah, his, his trilby with his yeah, like little yeah, yeah, yeah. light straw fake trilby. Yeah, just playing banjo, says a wise thing or two, then says something funny with his little glasses. But it's not it's not going to make you it's going to make you think a little bit. Yeah. It's not going to make you you keel over. But he's just very it's just very sweet. And so yeah, I don't know which one I want in the apocalypse. That's, that's a good question. Well, you know, he and Martin Short, I don't know if they're, well, not now, but before this, they were touring together and yeah. doing, I never watched, I meant I watched to watch it. videos. Did you? Yeah. Was it good? I remember about 15 minutes of it. Okay. Interesting. Because I, I remember the rest of it was just really boring, mm. but the other 15 minutes was really great. I remember 15 good minutes of it. <laughs> and wow. I, think, I think my childhood you know of loving them I was like we'll just pretend like the rest doesn't exist oh well that's sad interesting yeah I was I remember seeing that on YouTube or something so I was wondering Netflix, if that yeah. was any good or not was it Netflix I probably saw an ad for it on YouTube and then that's how that works I've heard because you because YouTube gets you they force you to watch Ad after I remember when that was free, that was a good time. No ads on the videos; they were just on the side. Don't tell YouTube, but it hasn't happened on one of my laptops yet. Oh, is it a? It's on my school-given laptop. It's on my phone. It's on all those. But the other one, for some reason, the ads are like, "We don't like us. You don't like us. We'll chill out." If you have a certain ad blocker and you use, I think it's Chrome, it it. will block the ads. And it will block the ads on Hulu as well. What? That's that's magnificent. I know, right? So you get Hulu Premium without paying for Hulu Premium. Okay. But I don't use Chrome, so that sucks. Oh, no. (laughs) It just, it takes up so much energy, so much memory. Yeah, and so like it drains your battery like crazy, and it tracks you more. So Ugh. that's actually a big battle right now, um, Apple versus Facebook, because Facebook mm-hmm. built their ability to make money off of tracking their customers and selling mm-hmm. the information for yeah. targeted ads and stuff. And Apple is continuing to up their privacy mm-hmm. and not allow websites and things to do that Mm -hmm. and so facebook is claiming that apple's trying to put them out of business and that they're trying to create a monopoly and apple's like well we're just not letting you sell people's private information Mm. yeah zuckerberg's really pissed so oh i mean (laughs) you know what his pissed face looks like his regular face yeah (laughs) (laughs) when it's not his like Really sad. I'm in the middle of court being yelled at face. Yeah, that yeah. I like I've that. seen lots of that. 
is a good time. I just feel like that's whenever I see him. I see him in two pictures, right? It's him yeah, going like, the- hey, I'm out. I'm on a stage. Yep. And then there's like, why is everyone yelling at me like I'm child? I just want to make money. You know, it's one of those two. I love I. That was such such a dynamic character that you gave <laughs> somebody so calm. I don't know if calm. See, calm doesn't fit because like, although he is calm. <laughs> just the amount of stress that looks like being repressed mm. right, makes him seem not calm. Yeah, he looks like he's about to burst at any moment. I've, yeah, I've only ever heard him be like, hi, we're going to do this and we're going to, right? Like, that's all I've mm. ever, like, yeah. I've never heard him speak. I'm really excited. Something like I saw that. the movie, The Social Network. Yeah. I'm. Was it good? Did you like it? I did like it. Yeah. Nice. I can't speak to how true it is certainly makes him look like a monster. I don't think that's too difficult, though. But, you know, yeah. But I I did like it. It was was a well-done movie, despite whether or not it's true. You know, you say that about a lot of stuff. Yeah, like Justice League or... I don't think the question of Justice League was, like, uh, whether or not it was factual. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Vice. Vice was, I'm trying to think of what the most recent true story movie I saw. That wasn't long ago, but Vice was another like really well done movie. But historians are like, actually, you really can't claim this is as true as it could be because this is just like Mm -hmm. a ton of made up shit. Yeah, it's like the History Channel. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think Amanda sent me this meme and it was just like me and you know it's got the blank something and it's like the history channel at three in the morning aliens yep. which is yeah. so true I love I, I, there's another one where it's like the history channel at what like 2pm and it's just like pawn stars or something like that right like yeah. people doing something Mm-hmm. History channel at yeah, three AM. Bigfoot is my <laughs> is my sister's dad, right? You're like, oh or my father, which is another way of saying that. No, he didn't say it that way though. He didn't say it. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Bigfoot, I mean, Bigfoot doesn't necessarily, you know, maybe the mom moved on after Bigfoot or before Bigfoot. Sister's dad. It could be like a stepsister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, true. Could yeah. be half. No, you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, have you ever <laughs> watched? Have you ever watched the like uh, the Bigfoot hunters? I think I watched like one or two. There was yeah. a, in like 2012. Mm-hmm. No, in like 2010, actually, my cousin was obsessed. Yeah. With it, and so she made us watch like five episodes in a row. And it was it was fine, but like watching three of them in a row, perfect amount, mm-hmm. genuinely. Yeah. We were like, wow, they're getting so close to know. And then after five, I was like, I don't know. If, I don't even think they're gonna find it. I don't think <laughs> right. And you're like, okay, don't get caught up in this. It's what thirteen year old Brennan, twelve year old, thirteen year old Brennan. 
I can see you being a person that's like, well, we just don't know. You know, there's a lot out there we haven't it's, found. And so. That's genuinely where I'm at. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> as crazy. I don't as think Nessie is real, but like a creature that I, I just don't, I think Nessie died, you know, Nessie's not here anymore, but like Nessie's child, Ness, Nessie's son, Nessie. Nessie's son is here. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. I really, yeah. I just prefer the idea of not committing to mm-hmm. it not being real right like yeah isn't that way just more so much better to yeah to have life i have yeah. a life where i mean like hell yeah you could totally i could totally see bigfoot in the woods any day mm-hmm. or big that's feet. way more exciting mm-hmm. or big feet yeah the multiple yeah. i don't want to you know could you imagine something that's supposed to be the size and height of bigfoot but it's just one foot the whole bottom half is one is a gigantic f- foot. And so it bottom jumps. Ar- yes. It jumps around on this one gigantic foot. Mm-hmm. So this, the thigh, leg, yeah. knee, foot, it's all the size of the chest. Yeah. Okay. And uh, kind of like the Oscar creatures Pistorius. in, oh, no. in uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, I think. <laughs> Something like that. I don't remember. In one of the Narnia books, there's okay. creatures with one foot and they hop around. So, but but like Bigfoot size, yeah, hairy, and muscular. That'd be terrifying. Like amputated Shack, yeah. Amputated Shack. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, he's what? It's okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a reference that everyone in our audience got, and you didn't. It's okay. <laughs> it's alright. I'm a just bas- gonna leave it it's there. A basketball player and just. Oh, okay. Yeah. What the. F- no, but like you know who Michael Jordan is, right? Yeah, Shaq's, Scottie Pippen and Shaq's like at that level where if you know them now or was at that level, he's still really popular. And okay, famous, so then but no. he's not playing basketball now. He played. Well, right after, he played against Michael Jordan. Which time though? Before he retired the first time or the second time? Uh, I think Shaq was drafted in. I want to say like 94. So after a second, second time. No. Yeah, but. Yeah, because Michael Jordan came back in, I think, 94. Something like that. Yeah. 94, 95. 94. It would have right. to be. Yeah. Deal. But yeah. So. Solid. Well, sorry. I don't know. Shaquille O'Neal. He was drafted Ryan. in 1992. So you were. Very off. That's fine. I was off by two. What? I don't. I'm not a basketball guy. What? Neither am I. No, but like this, he's genuinely a cultural. He's on the general commercials. Uh, I don't have TV. Icy hot. Oh man. What is icy hot? Stop it. All right, never mind. No, that's real. What is icy hot? I'm just gonna get frustrated explaining. (laughs) This is like Amanda. She does this to me all the time. She does this all the time. You don't know who so-and-so is? I told her yesterday. Mm-hmm. I told her yesterday. Um, because, oh, so we were watching Shit's Creek. You ever watched mm-hmm. Shit's Creek? No. So Okay, that's fine. It, it, it's got some, I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, this is, re- this is really funny. And then some days I'm like, I can't watch this show anymore ever again. Anyway, though, someone says, Mama Oprah. And I said... I said, Mama Oprah, she's not his mom. What does that mean? And she was like, well, no, it's just he's calling Oprah, you know, like like he's a 
trade. I don't know what she was trying to say, but I was like, wouldn't that be like Mama Winfrey? Then if we're like playing this game, that's her last name, right? And she's like, yes. How do you know who Oprah Winfrey is, but you don't know who? There was someone else that she... Wait a second. My phone's going off. Where is it? It's a... Ah. Ladies and gentlemen. And but everyone I, else. What she was upset that I knew who Oprah... She goes, "You, how do you know who Oprah Winfrey is, but you don't know who Beyonce is? And I said, I know the name. I knew Beyonce's name. I just couldn't pick her out of a lineup. But it's the same thing with Oprah. Every time I think of Oprah, I think of Whoopi Goldberg. Because I've never watched Oprah. I don't know what Oprah looks like. <laughs> Amanda thought Matt Damon and Brad Pitt were the same person. Okay. They so, are. Like, I they look wanna... the, they no, are that's, the same. No, that's wrong. They look, they look exactly. so different. It's not even funny. No, they look exactly alike. Mm -mm. Matt Damon looks like Brad Pitt didn't care so much about what his uh, abs look like. That's, what <laughs> That's it. Just some vanity. That's the only thing. I disagree completely, but it's fine. All right. Wait, what are you drinking today? Uh, it's just a cup for the aesthetic more than anything else. Is it water? It's No, it's hot chocolate. Oh, that's wonderful. It's just Love a good, it. I just got off my shift at work, got a great breakfast, and then do a little mm -hmm. hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. What'd you have for breakfast? I fixed a bagel with uh, turkey and Ooh. a nice pepper jack cheese on it, along with um, some spinach on top. It was really good. That's so good. Okay. Yeah. You got a cover for my restroom break okay. that I Deal. warned about. So... Uh, it's time that we all learn about um, the Battle of Bucket, or I guess the War of Bucket. Uh, I'm really excited to present it to you. So what happened was in, I mean, this old, old time, I think it's like 1300s, uh, there are two towns, right? And they're both in, I think it's Italy. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, there's two towns in Italy, and I mean, you know, they got a bunch of people between them, and they've got these big armies. They're they're big deal kingdoms, like they're real things. But like all of a sudden, people, you know, they're basically, from what I understand, they're looking to go to war, right? And they're looking for any excuse to fight with each other. But what ends up happening is somebody, somebody goes to one of these cities, I believe, and they go they like have to take uh, what from what i understand i could be so wrong but i think they like go out they go to the city they have to like go to the bathroom or something and they they use this bucket right and then they take the bucket and then they like take the bucket with them as well and after that like the cities were like I mean, that's perfect. The king's like, hell yeah, that's all I needed in order to start a giant war. And so they take the bucket, they come back, and now the two cities are fighting for, I don't even know how long. It's genuinely a long time to the point where they like almost forget about the genuine like reason why they started fighting. But anyways, eventually 
the war is over. Uh, this is one of your worst any, fake stories. I don't think any. I don't think any side won. But um, one of your worst time. fake stories. But at the same time, uh, what ended up happening was they found peace and they were like, "Hey, we'll be cool. Everyone, chill out." But the bucket was genuinely never returned. Like that other city kept the bucket and still has it to this day. And it's genuinely up in a museum in, uh, what is it? It's in, I'm so sorry. 2,000 people died in that war, though. Um, in Modena? In Modena, Italy, I believe. In the basement of Torre della Gerlandina. This has been the Battle of Bucket, and that's a picture of the bucket, genuinely. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, that's a You real backtracked story. a lot on that. I didn't think, well, you didn't backtrack. You repeated a lot, so I figured you were making it up. No, I wanted to make sure because it's a story that I, I figured you'd tell about the ago. emu war. No, I saved that for a longer one where I know you'll be gone. But yeah. No, it's because I don't know the stories of it, like, as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know the the details of how the bucket <laughs> was stolen, why it was stolen. Yeah. I think I've probably made up that people used it for poop and then took it. Mm, that's okay. Just because I like, I like that version more. I know you do. I can see it in your eyes. It's <laughs> the gleam. Hey, yeah. I got a new phone. Hey, nice. I got a cracked phone. Hey, that's wow, fun. Look at us. Yeah. Nice. We're we're all fancy now because of cell phones. We don't have to use our carrier pigeons anymore. Yeah, I know it's sad. It's I have a hard time with it too. But that doesn't mean we we don't use them. It just means we don't have to. Those are different things. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. So wise. <laughs> what are you reading these days? Uh, mostly, uh, I'll skip the sarcasm. Uh, I'm reading. <laughs> I just finished uh, Between the World and Me by Tanahasi uh Coates. Yeah, Tanahasi Coates. Yeah, amazing book. <clears throat> uh and now I'm reading a lot of like uh African American poetry uh mm-hmm. from especially early America. Mm. Uh really amazing, really. I mean, it's just like potent as all get out. Like mm. uh yeah. I mean yeah, there's this woman, Phyllis Wheatley, who is mm. both like so important and, and such an advocate for like um, for change in her time, but also mm-hmm. is like kind of brainwashed in this way as well um, to be like grateful for her like enslavers and yeah. people who stole her. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really it's really just a thick, conflicted thing in it yeah it's just yeah yeah, amazing to be um poured into that Mm. and surrounded by that from a literary perspective and then now for this upcoming week i'll be reading a lot of like uh man i can never think of the word um purit not puritan um where it's like don't drink don't smoke don't do anything don't um, baptist (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. I had a smoke with a pastor. Yeah. He had a cigar and I had a pipe and I, and I told him that when I first started smoking cigars, I was really worried that 
people not worried that people at the church would find out, but I was like ready. I was prepared, you know, to get like backlash. And he goes, Oh no, man, we're not Baptist or anything. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know that. But <laughs> I thought that was funny. We're not Baptist or anything. That's hilarious. It's Sorry. What were you word. saying? Oh, I, I can't find it. It's okay. Mormon. <laughs> I don't care enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but read. It's good. I like it. A lot of like, um, Increasing empathy stories, I think, is with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Really good. So, liking that. And then, uh, and that, I'm trying to read uh, Lewis in my free time, like Lewis's reflections on the Psalms. Oof. Um, I miss Lewis. I haven't read Lewis in so long. Oh. Yeah, I was kind of, I've been feeling, uh, I've just been seeing the lack of, um, religious challenger in my life i think i've had a lot of that those i've had that person at every stage in my life and so now i'm at a place uh in my relationship and theology where i'm not really getting that and so i was like all right time to turn to lewis a little bit and see what i can glean there but yeah that's something i'm not taking um proactive steps in uh, your your beliefs in the specific way that they show up in your <clears> theology <throat> yeah. are not where I need to be pushed. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So well, I wouldn't. I don't think a goal. Maybe you disagree, but I I haven't personally felt or seen my goal is to push what I understand, but more to challenge what you understand because i've seen that work best with you because i don't fault you for for anything you come up with on your own i just feel like i question it so that you can better understand what it is you're doing that's fair that's fair um yeah no (laughs) i love you i'm not gonna lie to you uh yeah no i need uh i need an outside source to yeah. I don't know, I've been surrounded by really conservative Christians, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm really sick of it. Uh, so I'm sick of hearing, uh, I don't know, the Sunday school Bible story. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine, and it's great, and all that stuff, but um, I don't know. It's just, um, I think it's hard to see people be religious and not um, show necessarily like people are showing jesus and then also there's all these discrepancies and stuff and and i just don't know a if they're like i don't know what's the role do you do you go up to them and be like hey here's some here's some holes here's some discrepancies here's some conflict in this Mm -hmm. or do you go like slowly try and like right do i do you do a slow guiding hand Mm-hmm. Or do you do a quick force plan? And I think, obviously, if you're looking at Jesus, the option is a slow guiding hand. Mm-hmm. But what's the, what's the like, how do you use a slow guiding hand if you're not going to be here very long? So, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those. Yeah, I think, I think for me, so an interaction I had that reminded me of what I really struggle with within the specifically, well, what I have the most experience in the non-denominational church. 
Um, <clears throat> it was an interaction I had with someone who in that interaction did everything right, you know, prefaced um, what they said was very specific that what they're saying could not be, you know, the case at all. And that, and, um, and, and that, it's not necessarily that they asked before they said anything, but they were, you know, giving me thoughts on something, right, mm -hmm. pertaining to my life. But someone that didn't know, but again, they took all the right steps. So yeah. that wasn't a problem, but it reminded me of how quick, fast, and easy so many people within the churches that I've been at are to tell someone that they don't know mm. where they're making the wrong decisions in their life or what they should be doing or how they should be doing things based solely off of whatever it is they think, you know, mm -hmm. should be done. Right. Yeah. Like, and so, no, you go for it. Yeah. So, and, and I just, it, re it reminded me of that and it, it caused a lot of, I had to watch myself, but a lot of, um, really bad taste, you know, in, in, in my mouth, but I, I, and I, it's, I can't just lay it there because I've gotten that advice from lots of people of any different, anything, you know, people always think they have the salute. We all think we have the solution to someone else's problem because it might be something that we found. Right. But it's a very, very common practice in church in the non-denominational church where everyone feels that they have an equal ability, right, to speak into different people's lives and to do that. Um, and then they decide that that's equal ability means that it's something they should be doing and that they ought to be doing. And that if they think anything could be changed, that they need to say that and bring that up. So I would agree yeah. with your guiding hand because I know I don't like the big step out personally. Mm -hmm. um, now, often it's in a situation that doesn't have to do with, hey, this is how you're acting. It's more like, this is what you should be doing. And this is how you should be doing with your life. And you need to go and do this. And you're like, you don't know anything about my life. So how can you say that's what, you know? Yeah, I think it gets extremely complicated because, right, like, you look the hand, the foot, the like mouth, the right, all the different parts of the church mm. and how everyone connects differently, right? Like everyone mm. has a piece of lowercase truth, right? Yeah. Not oh, yeah. like the divine capital T absolute mm -hmm. truth, but everyone's experience gives them a picture of reality that can only be theirs, right? And so mm. their way of experiencing God is their own. Mm -hmm. way and they can define it in the way that works best for them and that is exactly all that another person can say is that that's exactly what works best for them at the time and so mm. the the thing is right like uh i'm like i can't push somebody who emotionally feels god so much more mm -hmm. like in a different way than i do yeah. right whereas i intellectually relate is is what's most important for my faith to go forward is to to be stimulated in that way yeah and so like <clears throat> yeah i think in my as as the well slowly dries right <laughs> i think the temptation is instead of like leaning into those other bits to like i think i out of like a selfishness i want to like make or create that mm -hmm. 
yeah. somebody else or find it, mm-hmm. grow it too fast. <clears throat> and I think I, I almost did that with a friend. Um, but I saved myself at the last minute and gave him some good literature instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, you're interested. Read, read these things. And that set him off on a process and it's been really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, how his faith has grown to be so much more inclusive than how he was raised. But yeah, I think, uh, I think here's been a lot of people on of a different viewpoint looking at the same thing maybe as, as I am, right? Like we're all in a circle around, but I would like to be able to discuss the viewpoint I have without pausing (laughs) and uh, like I had a meal with my pastor yesterday, right? And I just mm-hmm. I can't talk theology with him because yeah. uh, there's a lot of very conservative. <clears throat> there's some conservative views that are that are okay. Uh, like uh, I'm not saying anything like anything bad, but right, like what what we were raised in the church learning, right? Mm-hmm. That I've stepped away from in a lot of ways, and so yeah, yeah. it was really weird. It, the climax of the conversation. It was great. Uh, he looked at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this kind of like I don't want to say stink eye but a very very nervous and discerning look and he goes you know I just don't know what you think uh, sometimes after I say stuff like that and he had been talking about I think like relationships and the role of different people in relationships and stuff and mm-hmm. I won't get into specifics uh, but um, and I go well, you can ask, and I will promise the most honest answer that you've ever received, if you want. Uh, and he's like, yeah, go for it. And so I was like, um, well, I uh, don't know how to, because he had shared something really vulnerable before that within it. And so yeah. I said, I don't, I don't know you well enough to know how you want to be responded to in your pain. Mm-hmm. So giving you a blank, a blank empty one. And yeah that I don't respond in the, in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, instead of like lifting you up in this moment and saying, Hey, please continue to share this. Right. I'd rather Mm -hmm. have that than something damaging. And for some people, a positive, like, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing can be a a dollar. And for some people, the opposite is, but anyways, he goes, he gave me the look then after I said that, and he goes, I don't know (laughs) right now. What I'm thinking is, I don't know if if you would be good if if I would regret this that's what he said if I would regret putting you in a position of leadership in the, in our church <laughs> and I I loved that I was like here's the, I told him I was like here's my honest answer you would regret it mm-hmm. and deeply and I think it would be good for the congregation over time However, I think that you and I would have more conflict than you've ever had with anyone else in your life. <laughs> uh, but I do, That's true. I do think over time it would be a really good thing for that church because they've got so many young, younger families that mm-hmm. um, are kind of, you know, they're they're in a different place where, where they were raised to think and what they were raised to think in theology. And, mm-hmm. and then I'm, a, I'm a step 
I'm definitely a few steps in a different direction from them as well. Yeah. Right. So he's maybe in some ways a step back. Yeah. But, but it takes a lot for somebody who's running way, way farther in a different way. I'm not saying I'm in front or forward. I don't, that's not my, see. that's, that's probably a good choice of words to show where you're at though. Yeah. I'm definitely off to the side of, it's just the in a different place. Christian like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> theology in America, for sure. Yeah, I think I, I would say there are, there are certainly a lot of people that take a I was taught this and this is how it is, you know, approach. But I don't know a lot of people that actually have personally taken the time to do their own studying reflection and stuff that don't have at least one or two things mm-hmm. that veer off from what you would consider. The, I mean, that's why I say, you know, you can't say what a non-denominational church is or believes like yeah. it's just impossible. You can't, you can't do that. You know, I was arguing with my mom about, you know, cause she said she's not, she would say she isn't, but in my opinion, especially mm-hmm. growing up, she was very not Catholic friendly. Um, and because of all the people she knew that had come from the Catholic church and had been, you know, severely burned. Right. Mm-hmm. And because they were witches or instead of no. metaphorical burning. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> She knew a lot of people that had been burned at the stake in uh, yeah. 1998. Um, wild. <laughs> but, but she was saying, you know, there's, they'll say this or they'll teach this, but then this other church will say something different. And I said, mom, you can't even say what the non-denominational church believes. Every single pastor in the church you attend believes something incredibly different. I've spoken to them. I mean, they would all completely disagree on everything. So this inconsistency, it is, it is. But like she, her thing was like, they will teach different things. It's like, everyone teaches different things, but specifically the amount of, variant in teaching if you want to talk about a denomination that has the most vastly different you know the the different things that it will teach the non-denominational church is the perfect example because you have absolutely you can believe pretty there's no set concepts of like this is what the non-denominational church believes the non-denominational church extends to pretty much everything Mm. um that it doesn't fall under a specific umbrella and so that's can be as vast as possible as well what that it ends up coming down to is it's really non-denominational christianity is just personal christianity which has its positives and it's, like it's heavy negatives as well, right? Because it doesn't matter. You don't believe what your church teaches you in a non-denominational church. You believe what you believe and you can disagree with the church because the church doesn't necessarily believe much more than Jesus Christ was the son of God and was crucified for our sins. Like that is about to the extent that the non-denominational church can say we are more or less on this ground and then everything else is opinion. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can believe pretty much anything. Mm. I like that. I, yeah, <clears throat> I think, um, 
I just to like track back with that, I think it is important. Like I think we've lost in in what I've seen, I've yeah. seen a lack of the ability to, to recognize the idea that beliefs are beliefs and truth is truth as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like I mean, most of my faith is belief, right? Mm-hmm. And my belief, I could be wrong in what I believe, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I think that's kind of the danger of the, I don't know, the modern Christian, like on, on average is I think we're so trained in a, in a, the United States to say like, this is, this is this, this is that, mm-hmm. right? Like it's empirical Christianity, right? We, we want to pretend like we have experiments that have proven everything. Well, that's what Nietzsche said, right? That the church trained people to think you know to the extent that it dis it um what's the word i'm looking for disproved itself itself, yeah Yeah. so yeah i mean i i love that but i i think within the idea of love comes forgiveness and forgiveness of i think the self has been lost in a lot of places and I think it needs to even extend to the idea of like faith and ideas within that. Like, what do you say if you're, and I'm not talking about foundation because I don't want to be that questionable uh, at this moment. On the podcast. Yeah, I don't want to have that conversation now. We can talk about that later. And I'm certain we can, we have, we can talk about it on the podcast later. I just need a promise that I'll yeah be able to say that many words in a row um but uh yeah but for the for everything surrounding the foundation right like you could be so wrong like god could still have the judgment of the old testament and be a powerful potent god who is very vindictive um and we could be wrong about that really good that is a possibility is it likely? I don't know. I don't know, but I don't believe that, right? And I think the moment where our we treat our beliefs like they're facts is the moment where we become assholes of mm. a fake faith, right? <laughs> where you become something other than that forgiving thing. And so I don't know. That's been a a, a fear of mine seeing and meeting other Christians that I've been able to put a, put yeah. a, a words to recently well i i think the same issue that plagues christianity is the one that plagues um politics at the moment which is reactionary extremism to protect what you believe is at stake so even if you your actual actual opinion isn't as isn't that extreme you will take the extreme stance in order to counteract the extreme stance you believe that the opposition is placing. So you could, I think you could have a conversation with a majority of Christians and be able to sit down, talk and say, okay, we're going to agree to disagree on this, right? Or we'll find a middle ground or I could be wrong, but they're not going to say that in a situation that involves that hasn't been like discussed calmly. It's like I told the story about my grandma with um, the firearms, right? You remember that one? Did I tell it on here? I don't remember. 
Grammy, uh, my dad's mother is mm-hmm. a strong democratic liberal. Um, and she's always been very vocally anti-gun. And I, I asked mm-hmm. her, um, I said, Grammy, you grew up in the South, mm-hmm. right? Um, hunting. Oh yeah. I've heard this and way. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in having that conversation, I found out she's okay with hunting rifles and people having that and going hunting and using them. She is against automatics mm-hmm. and military grade. Yeah. That's not anything she's ever said, right? She has always been, there should be no guns. Guns mm-hmm. should be illegal. Da, da, da. That wasn't the case, but she took that stance. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in order to counteract the extremism, she believed us on the other side. Now we could mm-hmm. talk until the cows come home about what got extreme when and how, right? But I think that that is, a lot of modern, well, no, not modern, because I think it's it's been a lot of the history of the church has been, is that because they're, the church's goal and fear is the pervasion of something sacred and that if you give room, people will run the other way, right? Like, like they'll, it's why they'll allow certain things after certain times because of the social standing, but they will come up against it hardcore at the beginning because they're worried. Like let's take, um, let's take women being the, the workers, right? Men staying at home with kids. Okay. I don't think it's that the church would believe that that in and of itself is bad. It's that they're worried that that will change the, the relationship dynamic that they believe is biblically correct, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not as much the act of one thing, that that thing in and of itself holds a stigma, but it's what it could lead to in a spiritual form or a societal issue. Does that make sense? I can give another example. Uh, and no, it makes, it makes, I, I hear you and see <clears throat> you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, that causes a knee-jerk, a very aggressive knee-jerk reaction. I'll give one more example if that's okay. Like, let's let's take an example that we've discussed before. Women can wear a large majority of men's clothing, mm-hmm. and there's no problem with that because societally that doesn't hold any specific kind of stigma and it's, it's considered. Okay. So it's been fine. Now that wasn't the case, right? At some point. And at some point there was this battle I'm between church and women on that. When they started it, that was a problem. It was bad. It could lead to this. And eventually more people do it, more people do it. And they say, okay, mm-hmm. it hasn't caused at all women, right? It's not, it, it hasn't caused the extreme issues that we thought it would. And so it becomes more socially acceptable and the church goes, okay, it actually didn't. It's not the, um, what's the word? Their, their faith hasn't hung on this thing, right? It hasn't completely destroyed these people to become non-Christians. Yeah. So it's become more socially acceptable. Now that battle has not been fought yet with men, mm-hmm. right? For, to the same extent. So it has an ex- in extremely different stigma. Same thing with like men being shirtless, right? That was a problem up until the twenties when you slowly took away, it was illegal. Right. And I think the church works in the same way society does. It just works slower because it's worried about the foundational principles behind it and that everything will fall and crumble. If men wear the women's clothing, that they'll become, that they will no longer be men. Right. If, if, if women, are the workers in the house and men stay home with the kids that the women 
will that the men will become not the kind of men that God has called them to be and the women will become you know that that the roles will reverse in a way that's not the biblical concept of marriage or whatever like you know you're understanding i, I think, hope what yeah. i'm saying but i think we can go even <clears throat> deeper than that than yeah just, well certainly i think right looking at it as the idea of fear was in all of those things right and yeah. so looking yeah. at at the tendency for the individual to become greater than the self and join mm. into something that removes fear, right? Mm. Whether it's government, whether it's a kind of college, university, whether it's the church, right? There's something that you can get in that becomes mm. more than just the self and becomes greater than you. And in that, you can lose a part of yourself in order to gain a sense of security it's not necessarily true or false but when religion is met without relationship right mm -hmm. and you look at tenants or if you look at a cult right or whatever there is there are rules without genuine reward but there is a perceived sense of reward and so within the story of the fear of you know what's going to happen after i die what's gonna all these things what if i go to hell what if blah 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 right what if i suffer mm -hmm. what if the people before me that i love have suffered what if right instead of having an honest dialogue with that so many times joining into a religion becomes the idea of escaping it and mm -hmm. a not real product of a relationship between you and something else but a product of an escapist kind of a thing and so it makes so much sense why so much fear would be leaking out of those things and why so much fear would kind of uh, dictate the the changes made or the changes attempting not to be made, right? Yeah. So like what what institutions leak what um, base emotion, right, is mm -hmm. really interesting. Like I think there's a lot of fear from the church. I think there's a lot of anger from academia. Uh, I think... Uh, there's a lot of how so with that just so with, that i can be on the same page anger from academia I, I think that the idea of this like so within academia which you can get uh or what i don't know what the idealized notion of it is like the idealized notion of the church i think in especially in higher levels is this idea of prestige right of eliteness mm. of education right you become greater in yourself because you've worked on yourself and you've done all these things and and i think a lot of it comes from a um a scare of a fear as again because anger is reactionary right mm -hmm. anger is a secondary emotion that comes after fear and sadness or a, a lack of wanting to deal with it and so i think in the disparity of sadness or fear then there comes and i guess you know what i take it back i want to say instead i would say there's the reaction of sadness we see a lot in that in academia this idea of replacing something and and right like who's graduated knowing all the answers right who's who's worked in a system <clears throat> and thought this is everything i wanted it to be right and so there's yeah. there's that lack of of fulfillment yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. In everything, right? And mm -hmm. so within that comes sadness, and instead of when we don't deal with sadness, well, we get angry, right? When we don't process it, when we don't treat it like it is, 
And so, yeah, I think yeah. in a lot of ways, I mean, so many things, right? The internet and fashion and a- a- everything we escape to has versions of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in my thoughts, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm there with you. I, it's, I think that there is... I, I try not to, I mean, there's, despite even my own personal beliefs on different things, I try to understand the opposition from a point of, um, oh, the word that I was thinking of just, well, <laughs> I'll use a different word that probably fits a little bit better, but, but there, there is, like, you have to have two different two different groups. I mean, that's, it's why we have conservative minded people and liberal minded people in a, in a natural sense, people are born um, with one or the other, with a leaning to one or the other. And it's based off of um, a number of different things um, and why it is that they fall into those two camps are based off of their reactions to core values that people are all born with. Um, And it depends on how highly they, value those i think it's five five or six core values and where they place them that that changes that and and there is something like it is it is necessary to to be to have people specifically like you who is viewing the progression and the 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 forward thinking aspects of this like like to think about it you are taking what you've learned right as a child okay which can be a you know we can debate on and i have my own opinions on the way that we teach children christianity right yeah. but you could say okay you give them child's tylenol right you give them the, the chewable mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you don't give them the pill or Flint the drink stones. you give them the chewable yeah. yeah and so and then that teaches them and they you know you it's it's a starting off point that has basic concepts Mm -hmm. and you continue to build it. And a lot of people stop early. Right. And you have people like you that continue to move forward. And sometimes you end up in the wrong place and sometimes you end up in the right place, you know, but that's, that's Mm -hmm. scary to a lot of people. What happens if you end up in the wrong place and you call it the right place and other people go up to the wrong place and you know, all that craziness. And, and there is something to be said and it is necessary to have people that hesitate. Right against that. Um, I, I actually, I was watching, um, I was listening to a, a conservative philosopher, uh, the late Sir uh, Roger Scruton, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying, he was talking about how <laughs> it's really easy. He, he thinks it's, it's, it's not, it's not a, a mystery why a liberal party has an easier time grabbing people like to, to, to be able to say, march forward into the future of change and revolution and da, da, da. He's like, that's a very exciting thing for a slogan, right? For a party. And if the conservative conservatives had a slogan, it would have to be like, hesitate slightly before acting <laughs> to make sure you're making the right choice. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. Um, and I think that that is a necessary thing at times right to have to have that mm-hmm. mix you need the mix of the two things however yeah it's really easy within the church to not hesitate but to just stop and then regress in order to protect what that is because i mean as people that are 
people of lower intelligence are more likely to be religious and they're more likely to be conservative because it lays out the foundations, lays out the rules, it lays out all these things for you. You don't have to think about it. Um, and that is why, yeah, it's not that there are less intelligent people in the conservative <laughs> camp. No, 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 this is yeah. actually, but that it is more likely they have also, they have the, a larger threshold, right? They have the lowest and they also have the highest or the highest equivalent, but then lower, they're more likely to have lower. Now, I, I think things have shown that that's, it's shifting a little bit more because now within the liberal party, you actually, there's less, there's a little bit more of, of self truth and self understanding so that it's, you don't actually have to have rules at all. Um, so they've seen some changes in that, but especially you see this within the church, right? People can be handed a rule book and then that's it. And that's what the truth is. And, and you just, you fight for that over and over again. You fight against anything you think might possibly go against that. You know, it's why you couldn't use playing cards. You couldn't play go fish in the church for so long, right? You couldn't have cards. They were demonic, um, yoga, um, my, you know, my grandpa doesn't like the song, uh, American pie because the way the guy said he wrote the song, like it just came to him. Da, da, da. I don't know. He thought it sounded demonic or something, but <laughs> like, you know, you get a lot of this, you're scared, right? You're fearful mm -hmm. that your pure thing will be um, perverted. And instead of thinking it through and just being hesitant, right. Mm -hmm. And going, okay, well, let's just make sure what we're doing, what <laughs> we're doing. So you just block off anything that doesn't, in your opinion, fall right into place is what yeah. you've known. And that's not progression, progression. That's pure regression. Mm. Um, so mm. sorry, that was a lot. No, don't be sorry. Mm. A lot, a lot is good. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, definitely topics that have such grander uh, parts that can be touched on than what we can even hit. And I'm sure if we listen back to this, there's so much that we would want to add and and mention. Oh yeah, different. Oh, bits. absolutely. But yeah, it's a it's a passionate topic right now, and mm -hmm. I, I'm well aware I need to be in a place of more diversity. I'm not doing good. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing well. Uh, in this place at all right now um i need you to cover a restroom break again sorry you're good all right restroom break number two that means we're gonna learn about hmm. what do you want to learn about okay all right i mean that's fair so um there's this thing uh it's called uh, a selkie, right? And so what a selkie is, and I think it's it's Iceland. I'm not a thousand percent sure where um, it is limited to, but I know it's of Scandinavian descent. And a selkie is a seal um, at times, but it can also on land take its skin off and become a beautiful person. It is not necessarily limited to male or female. Uh, but similar to um, like uh, succubi, it's very attractive, very um, it's yeah, on record as being very like sensual, pleasing, beautiful. And so uh, there's record of 
these like selkies coming, attracting people, people trying to take them uh, home. But while while they're out of the water, like out of their skin, they're like, I believe they're like starving of oxygen and like can barely breathe and they're really struggling. But what they do is they come and then they take people into the water and they kill selkies. them. But the origin of it comes from right like it's it's thought to be a possibility where right people had committed suicide in drowning themselves or something like that or you know a father had gone off and had an affair or something like that or a mother and how do you explain the dead carcass of your father washing up on the beach how do you tell that to somebody well selkies did it so wow selkies uh that was like the least research thing ever the least all from memory i apologize i gotta just I think it was beautiful i gotta reread some things that that other people have written for these bathroom breaks i gotta i'm sorry this is, i feel I, bad because if i say if i say one thing wrong i feel terrible because that means i'm i mistold people about something i love no like every, everything everything you or, hear on these podcasts might be completely untrue. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want to misinform somebody about that. Selkies yeah. were actually Norwegian and not Icelandic. I love you, but if anyone's quoting you, as, yeah, that's the problem. As, <laughs> but I'm not worried. If about they're them citing quoting you, me. I just worried, don't think. I'm not worried about them if anyone's me, using like, you as oh, their no, citation. No. That's. I mean, like right they knew now. what they were getting. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were getting. No, I. I understand. I I'm, I mean, I haven't been to church in a long time. Well, one of those reasons is COVID. Um, it's a good one, but <laughs> isn't it? Mm-hmm. But in general, I've had a hard time myself, and I I've what I've realized is that I've found you'll I think you'll disagree with this, and then other people would more than agree with this and think <laughs> it's more extreme than this. So I'll just leave it be. But I am, I'm just continuously reminded that I am significantly more mentally liberal than I think I am, but more gutturally conservative in the sense that I won't jump into something, right? Like I'll, I'll have what I believe, but I don't necessarily believe it's not it's wrong for someone to not believe that. Right. And so I'll have these, I'll have my beliefs and my understandings and the things that I've kind of worked through, but I don't, I'm not a, um, I'm not like a super gung ho. Like for example, I mean, you are with your theology are far more liberal than (laughs) most people. Right. And in the new things, but I don't care about that. Like that doesn't bother me. That could be neither here nor there to me. And I can, what none no no like i like i don't know people talk about that right like the 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 their theologies this person's theology is different than what it should be or whatever and i in my opinion that's neither here nor there your relationship with god reflection of their process yeah but in mine would be significantly more liberal than people would believe but i'm also not going to i don't i'm not going to call to get rid of the people that are more traditionally and now i 
agree with you when it comes to specifically judgmental um, things and reactions and oppressive things and reactions. However, the more basic, more traditional belief system, I, I will not advocate to get away to, to do away with because I believe that it is very helpful for a large amount of people in the way that they function. I know many people mm -hmm. that that is where their, their relationship is far more spiritual and having mm -hmm. that, um, the traditional biblical foundation is very helpful for that. And I don't think they would do well doing what it is that you do or even what oh. it is that I do. No, and so, no. you know what I mean? So in that way, mm -hmm. mentally more liberal, but I'm not going to, but I won't espouse my liberal concepts as concepts that should be taken by everyone. Does that Agreed. make sense? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the difference between what I would talk about to a friend who's asking mm -hmm. what I believe and what I would talk about to a congregation mm -hmm. night and day. Yeah, night absolutely. And day. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and it zero <laughs> part of it comes from the idea of like shame or fear of myself, but instead mm -hmm. the idea of right where, where does everyone need, what does everyone need to hear? And so, right. Like, yeah, we want to push slowly and move in a direction we don't want to. Yeah. And so like, I think if I could, if there was one thing for, for every person in the world, period, mm -hmm. not, not even just religious person, not even just Christian, right? I think teaching to critically think and, and read mm -hmm. it would be the number one thing, right? Like to, to not yeah. only receive information, but to compare it with what their life's experience has been like. Mm -hmm. Right. If you can teach people to do that, I'm not mm -hmm. worried about their faith or their Christianity. Right. Mm -hmm. The the fear only comes from receiving dryly mm -hmm. or being lost in just yourself thinking mm -hmm. alone. Right. And and I think even be, just having an experience based faith, I think mm -hmm. that's totally fine and totally mm -hmm. good. However, mm -hmm. it has to be with other people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be with other believers. Like I think mm -hmm. it helps a lot, mm -hmm. but I, I do think you just need to be in community because community mm -hmm. is that is that church of idea of man was not meant to be alone. And I think right here comes one of my crazy out there things that isn't so out there when you actually explain it. But um, it, I believe at our root, like every christian practice that is really genuinely good for us and that has been sent down from god for the most part i don't i don't have the whole bible in mind right now but mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i think a majority of those hold their root in being psychologically good <clears throat> for us mm -hmm. yeah empirically proven to help us right like take a day out of our week to like mm -hmm. rest reflect have peace so good for us having mm -hmm. community as your church so good even the idea of worshiping right of singing out of learning to like use your voice in a way that is powerful or use whatever you're doing in that way that's powerful so good from you from a mm -hmm. psychological perspective right yeah. so many of the things that counselors tell people to do right activities that that you're being made sure that you're doing are things that you practice in a church or a Christian community and they're just different activities, different ways of getting that in. And so I think that's not me saying like Christianity is 
fake like every other religion, right? Like it's not that. It's saying every religion is an attempt to point to the creator. And mm-hmm. if we take our nouns <clears throat> out for a second and we say, okay, there's millions of languages and millions and billions of people that have lived and tried to find, basically, if you believe in the, in the one God, right? If you believe in mm-hmm. God who's in the oneness, everyone's trying to figure out the same stuff about one thing. And it's coming mm-hmm. with a different cultural perspective. It's coming from a per- different individual perspective, a different blah, 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 a different all that. Mm-hmm. So why would they not all look a little bit similar? When something fits, why would it not be adopted? And so mm-hmm. I think all of these things that are psych- psychologically great for us are in a way worship and are mm-hmm. in a way vital to to the church and how we move forward. And so critical thinking is just one way mm-hmm. of beginning to bring that into your faith and <clears throat> it, I think. That's yeah. the Yeah. Well, and it allows people to have conversations, which is a lost art and discuss things that they disagree with or have different opinions on. Sorry. I was, I was watching yesterday. I watched like three Russell Brand videos (laughs) and I just, I just laughed the entire time because I was like, if Jordan knew. I was watching Russell Brand. He would roll his eyes and then say, "What? I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> I'm not, but... I know, and that pissed me off. And I was like, whatever, I'm enjoying it. Exactly, which is why I know if, whenever I you know. hear me talk about the people I've listened to, you do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And it just, it just hurt because it was a moment of like, I know, exactly, right? Like, because I think... Right, my old my old self, no, yeah. the giant manipulator, right, yeah. made up stories always, and it was like, all right, this is what's going to happen, blah blah blah, and just you know, not mm-hmm. healthy, not good, not nice. Yeah. But every once in a while, now whenever I get like a genuine like, no, I'm, I no, I'm a thousand percent positive, and yeah. it's mostly just about how you would respond to something. I'm not gonna lie, like I don't do that with other people. <laughs> it's like, oh, Jordan was here right now. I did that like twice this week. Solid. I miss you too. I'm. I'm. I mean, I didn't say it, uh, but uh, no, I love and miss you. Whatever. Well, he's he's had a lot of success with his podcast. He's had tons of people on his podcast, and he does the long, um, the whatever it's called, long something format, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, he's had lots of different people. I like him because he's. Uh, he feels like I get to see the vulnerability, which is something that that uh, turns me off to so many people who are attempting to be presenters of a truth, right? And so, like, because I sit and watch professors all day, yeah, it's just hard to watch another person sit with, like, a clean suit on and tell me, like, the way that the world should be, right? And, like, yeah. it doesn't mean that's not valuable. It doesn't mean that's not great. It doesn't mean that's not amazing. <clears throat> But, like, it's just different to watch a man who I watched, like, growing up, I watched him and I said, he's an idol of mine. Not an idol, but a role model for, like, how I feel, right? My emotions, the things I want to do, he does those in my negative behavior, right? In my unhealthiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I started... So he started becoming, right, the, like, health guru kind of mm-hmm. guy uh, a year or two after I started going to therapy and was mm-hmm. really, like, starting to 
clean up slightly. Like, yeah, leaving Bethel, he was becoming that guy. Mm-hmm. And so then to watch him find all these things and like read even more, I think it's just, uh, I think the reason it's so alluring is I can see myself in both parts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> of his trash bit, but also his mm-hmm. good bit. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I have, I do have five more minutes. Oh, shoot. And then I, we're going to have to call it for today. And then uh, we'll pause the recording. And then I do have one bit outside of the <laughs> podcast that I would like to, to uh, <laughs> talk to you about. Deal. Um, quick comment on what you said. I think I agree with you. I, when I've watched him and his podcast, he seems extremely open, extremely honest. He is okay with saying whatever it is his opinion is, even if it's not popular, even if it's offensive, even if it's, and he doesn't say it aggressively. He's just like, this is what I understand. Or, and he talks to his, um, his guests like they are him, right? They're like, they're just another friend. And he takes the stuff that they say in the same way. He doesn't take it as, well, I don't think my science doesn't add up to that. And he also doesn't take it as, well, that's pure opinion. It's, it's like, oh, that's an interesting, you know, way of coming take. about this. You yeah. know, how do you like in, in, in discussing it? And that's really, hmm. I don't know. I think he's, I think he, he does the same format, but in what I've seen, I like the way he, he does a better, I think he does a better job than like um, Joe Rogan who does the same long format. He's not really in and of himself a guy that knows a lot about different things, but he talks to his, his different people mm-hmm. and he questions them and stuff. But there's something significantly more genuine, I think, about Russell when I've watched mm-hmm. him. So I agree. It's that it's that weird I it's that weird bit of like uh the charismatic, how the charismatic fall. Right. Mm. And like the gift now is after seeing the dark side of how you can manipulate charisma. And he has, he has, there's this quote that he used that's not his own of mm. like, uh, charisma is simply uh, a non logical way of, or it's a way of getting people to like you that is non logical. Mm. Right. Or that, that doesn't follow logic. Yeah. Right? So like, there's a lot of rhetoric. There's a lot of like body posture stuff that can get you there, but then there's also just the charisma, which is not like a natural gift, but is a thing. And so I think seeing the negativity, negative capability in him of charisma mm-hmm. and then the positive is really mm. interesting. And to see how those two different things present, I really like, and I think you touched on that, the idea of instead with his like negative version, it was very like, hey, 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 like, oh, blah, blah, blah. here's a joke, right? And it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible attempt. No, it was not. No, it was. It was all the audience can't hear it though uh, because it was all <laughs> physical. Um, no, but uh, yeah, and so seeing the positive one, the positive one is sat back. It's like he's invested, but he's not uh, being attacked. He's not. It's not of like a of a permanent consequence but no walls he comes off with no walls which and is yet at the same time i really do think there are natural walls there right like mm-hmm. uh there's like like he's he's not coming in crying on any of them right he's no not, yeah he's sharing vulnerable facts about himself with the healthy boundary of the access to his emotions and intimate yeah. 
feelings for it, which, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's yeah. a goal. Personal, um, personal, um, not security, but personal walls, personal walls and, and, um, and protection, but he's not creating a ton of layers between him and walls between him and the person that's talking so that they become mm. extremely separate. Um, you know, people 40 feet apart who are just listing their own opinions. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a true dialogue and it, it, there's a lot of connection that yeah. I've seen that goes on. So no, anyway. as always, this podcast <clears throat> is all about trying to get John Ham. Yeah. Um, I would say this week we call it, um, the battle of martin short i love that or the war of martin perfect. short what war or battle is more of a battle if we're being honest the saga the saga the um the short saga <laughs> short wars oh, i like, <laughs> like that. star wars i like that a lot but it's got like a negative i like it yeah yeah um i'm just i just gotta say this right now you know how yeah. you would react if john ham showed up on the on the bike oh my gosh like a like a schoolgirl. i think <sighs> i would be in on the inside if russell brand hosted this i would feel oh, yeah. similar mm-hmm. but on the outside i would be like i think i would try and be so cool that i ruined it yeah no right? I agree. i'd be like hi hi russell <clears throat> did you, yeah i really like i think you're pretty you know anyways Jordan yeah. do you have something to say sense. so yeah. yeah no I was just thinking of an analogy I would be 11 years old and John Hamm would be Zach Efron in High School Musical 1 that's how it would be so that's wild he came in I think that's how that would go down is so. that the actual age no what? like I would be between, an 11 year old girl and, yeah, yeah, yeah and he would be and John Hamm would be like Zach Efron in High School Musical how is John Hamm? I don't. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Like, I know. That I know. Would be I, the I get the story. How old also... is John Ham? He's in his 40s, late 40s. I don't know. Sorry, John, oh. if you're younger than that. I don't 49. 49. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I feel like he's almost 50 because he's uh, he's my dad's age more or less, and I, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when uh, when I searched John Ham, it made me type out like all of it before it found John Ham. That's bullshit. But when I typed like the R of Russell Brand, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, is yeah. that is only that is only because of my search history. <laughs> and it's like, oh, a British comedian. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Instead that's what of, you like, want. An American actor. Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me try something. That Russell's because... forty-five. If you were wondering, <laughs> Russell's forty-five. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Um. Yeah, my thing doesn't do anything. It doesn't fill in any of it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I went to I'm Google, sorry. I was kind of hoping it would. <laughs> no. Hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't fill in anything, actually. Like, who do you... I, John Ham? What? <laughs> I was looking for either... I was wondering if it would when, pull up John Ham, Jonathan Haidt, Jordan Pearson, like anything. Um, oh, and no, it, it pulled up nothing. It pulled up Joe Biden. And I was like, okay. I have never looked up Joe Biden, but that's fine. The first J-O is... Mr. President. Josette Owens. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Go Jeffrey on. Owens' wife is what it says. I'm not saying oh. that's who she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. All right. You have to go. I want to respect All that. All right. All right. Well... Thank-
for this podcast. I love you Thank dearly. You. I love you too. I'm glad we're back after two weeks. So mm-hmm. hell yeah. All righty. And I'll see you next week. Deal. <laughs>